Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all of the awesome that you need to know. Don't forget, you can find us also on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 246. I am so happy to be joined this week by two of my favorite ladies on this whole entire planet. I have both of my amazing co-hosts here with me today. That means I'm joined by Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm so thankful to have some adult friend conversation in my life. So I'm so glad you're here, Rebecca and Kelly Gordon. Hello. And how are you, ma'am? I am good. You know, as we've said, though, so many times and just Rebecca was saying off camera, we're goodish. We feel like we good-ish. need to qualify. Like, are we good? <laughs> what do we know? But we're happy to be here. At this exact moment, I feel good. But if I start thinking about anything too disturbing, then I'm suddenly like sobbing. So, you know, uh-huh. goodish. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my whole day. I do COVID research, you know, six to eight hours a day all the time. So that's where I'm really channeling that ENFP ability to pretend that nothing is real. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening. Yep. That's just a theory. <laughs> and I can separate that. Like I can compartmentalize like a boss right now. Maybe that's why Absolutely. I'm not crying every day. Well, as you know, I am crying every day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I had gone through the whole weekend. I'd gone a couple of days without crying. And this morning, it just hit me again. I was like, well, might as well just go with it. So here we go. <laughs> Maybe Daily it's my crying. sevenness. Maybe it's not the ENFP. Maybe it's that Enneagram <laughs> seven power. Yes, totally. Totally. Okay. Well, we have so much to get to this week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we got together to chat, Kelly and Rebecca and I did, and we kind of were just checking in with each other, like, how are you doing? And so many of you awesomes said that that episode really spoke to you because it kind of gave you permission to just sit and take a minute to process along with us, maybe inspired you to process with the people in your lives, like how are you really doing right now? Well, it's been a few weeks since we did that. And so we thought this week that we would do another check-in, except this time we kind of wanted to talk about some of the ways that although this whole quarantine season has been filled with dark 
dark storm clouds that maybe some silver linings are coming through. So we thought, you know, it's kind of one of those roses and thorns situations. So I have been humming to myself for days that classic power ballad from Poison, I feel like. Is that right? Every rose has its own. Every rose has its own. <laughs> this is maybe yep. outdating. Rebecca, do you know what song we're talking about? I do. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay, That's feel good. better. I mean, it's a classic, Rebecca. Like, if you don't, I don't know. We'll have to play it for you later. Maybe that's the show close music. I just delight in being like the young one in this group. Like, I feel <laughs> like it's celebrated so often. And it just brings it me is. such joy. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's kind of like when you get carded for, you know, maybe buying a beer or something like that. That hasn't happened to me in a hot minute. So because we haven't been to a bar. I was like, remember when you could get carded? Remember when yes. you left the house? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we figured, you know, there have definitely been so many thorns and we're going to talk about those. But maybe we'll talk about some of the roses that are popping up in life right now, because that is truly our mission here at Sort of Awesome is to find the awesome in the everyday, even in the everyday of quarantine. So we have a lot we're going to talk about this week. We're also going to hear from some of the awesomes, some of their silver linings that are coming through, too. We're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's that moment in the show where we talk about the books or TV shows, movies, podcast playlists, products, whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. Rebecca, let's start with you. What's your awesome of the week this week? My awesome of the week is a family-friendly reality TV competition that I think that your kids are going to love. You can watch with your kids and it's not like obnoxious to watch. It is called Lego Masters. Oh, wow. This is totally right up our alley because I have two Lego obsessed seven-year-olds. So I cannot wait to hear about this. They are going to love it. So this actually premiered this past February on Fox. So many of you may have been watching it in real time. It's hosted by Will Arnett, who is the voice of Batman in the Lego movies. He does such a fun job. So it follows the same theme as like those baking competition shows. But instead of epic cakes, the competing teams are building massive Lego creations. So each show has a different theme or each episode has a different theme. So like maybe theme park, good versus evil, Star Wars. Those were all ones that they had done. And they're given several hours to build. So I asked my kids to kind of refresh me. And they thought that most episodes, they were given around 14 hours to make their creations. But on the finale, they were given 24 hours for their final build. And so sometimes there's a twist that's thrown in. So, for example, in one episode, each team was given a different movie genre to represent. And then halfway through the time, they were assigned an additional genre to incorporate into the scene. So now, instead of just creating a comedy scene, it's now also a horror scene, horror comedy. And they have to readjust. (laughs) They have to go back to the drawing board in some cases and see what they can create. So my kids loved this show. I truly enjoyed watching it with them. And we have actually taken the show to our real life playtime. So my friends inspired me. They sent me a picture over Voxer that their kids had done a Lego Masters competition of their own. And so I was like, perfect. I'm going to try that with Grace and Noah. So what we did is we gave them the option. There's just the two of them. So we gave them the option. You guys can be a team together because on the show, there's like two people working together. Or you guys can compete against each other. 
So it's up to you what you want to do. Well, they opted for going together, which is actually really, really sweet. Yes. And we gave them the theme. My husband was the host. I was like the judge that came in and threw in the twist. So the first one that we did was a zoo. So they told us that they thought that they could do it in an hour. Like, okay. So halfway through at the 30 minute mark, my husband comes busting into the room and says, we have a special guest, mom, here with a twist. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I present the twist that it's not actually a zoo where people come to look at animals, but animals come to look at people. Dun, dun, dun. Love it. That's a good twist. Well, I have to credit it all back to my friends. They're the ones that originally did this. And I took their theme. I took their twist. I took all of it and just copied it. So good job, Buck family. You did a fantastic job with it. So then they made this adorable creation of people trying to break out of this zoo that's being visited by dinosaurs. (laughs) And there was just dinosaurs everywhere. There's like walls that were falling down and crashing down. There was like bricks that were thrown on top of dinosaurs. I mean, they just did such a good job. I just gave them a rating. I said, this is so good. I gave them a rating of eight and they were thrilled. Eight out of 10. They just acted like they had just like won the show. I was like, perfect. I'm glad you guys are loving it. Anyway, it was just so much fun to watch the show, fun to reenact it. We've done another one since then. I think, what was it? It was a vehicle. I said that it had to be a vehicle. And then the twist in the middle was that regardless of what kind of vehicle, it also needed to fly. So they had to add wings onto whatever they did. So for that one, they got an 8.5 and they were quite pleased with themselves. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is amazing. You guys are so creative. This show has not been on my radar, so I can't wait to check out this show. But to take it to the next level and make it real, you guys get gold stars all around. That's so great. Oh, well, thank you. So you can watch it on Hulu. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can get a free month trial to Hulu if you want to just try it out. It might also be in the Fox app. Like, I think a lot of network shows have their own app, so it might be there also. But you can also certainly just watch it on Hulu. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca. Love that so much. Okay, Kelly, what do you have for us this week? I have a recipe for us that I think is perfect for summer. It's really perfect for any time. This is one of my very favorite recipes, one of the few remaining that I have not shared with the awesomes. But I think it's perfect for summer because it goes great with all of those grilled things that you're going to make. Anything that is, you know, a chicken, a shrimp, even maybe a beef. It is a coconut rice. Yeah. Ooh, this sounds good. It is really good. And here's the funny thing is it's so easy. So it sometimes makes you look really good. It's one of those types of recipes that it's really easy. And then especially if you have people over and you serve this with, you know, some chicken kebabs, they're like, oh my word, really, you guys, I could eat this for dessert. It's kind of sweet, but what you need, this is the key, the secret ingredient to coconut rice is you need coconut cream. Okay. If you have a Trader Joe's near you, they have coconut cream. That's where you can get it. You can get it in any grocery store too. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Trader Joe's is where I think I first saw coconut cream and I thought, I wonder what I can make with that. And so there's lots of things, FYI, you can make with it. But this is my absolute favorite thing to make with the coconut cream for Trader Joe's. Or like I said, you can get it in a grocery store. Just look for the (laughs) ethnic food aisle, which I heard somebody say recently, like, isn't it all ethnic food? Like, this is a problematic name. (laughs) I'm like, fair, that's fair. But look in that aisle, you know, near the Thai ingredients, you'll find coconut cream. 
Coconut cream is like the really, really, it's thicker and sweeter than coconut milk. So that's why you're going to want it. It's like super thick. You're going to open the can and it's going to look like congealed. It is usually congealed at the top. There's so much yummy, good coconut richness there. So what you're going to need to do is stir it up. For this recipe, you actually only need one cup of coconut cream, which is about half of a can for most cans. So that's what I do. I just, I have to get my knife in there and break up all of the congealed coconut cream at the top of the can and stir it up. All you need otherwise is jasmine rice, which you can maybe use like a regular long grain rice as well. But I think if you can find jasmine rice, if you can find any rice right now, I don't know. My stores seem to be getting back in stock with things like rice and flour, you know, yeast that they were all out of at the beginning, maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. You want two cups of jasmine rice, one cup of coconut cream, and then two cups of water. And then you also are going to put in some salt and a tablespoon and a half of sugar. So just like you're making regular rice, right? You're going to combine all those things. You're going to bring it to a boil. You're going to take it down to simmer and let it, you know, with the lid on, cover it at that point. The really amazing thing about this with that little bit of sugar in there, you're going to want to stir it a little bit because it's going to get a little bit crunchy on the bottom, a little bit crunchy and crackly, and maybe even a little bit brown, like you're going to get some brown bits because of the sugar in there. But that's the good stuff, you guys. My kids are like, I don't want any brown stuff. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) all right, well, I'll take it because I love you and I'm your mother. (laughs) It is so good. And it is just the perfect amount of coconut, you know, not overwhelming. You're not adding in any actual coconut flakes or anything, but with that coconut cream, it's so rich and yummy. Like I said, I really have a hard time when I make it, not just wanting to eat it all, like all, all of the coconut rice for me. So my favorite things to serve it with are, you know, of course, anything that's got some sort of an Asian inspired, you know, curry sorts of things, you know, some chicken on the grill, some sort of a sweet and sour, anything that's like peppers or onions. Oh, it's fantastic. So coconut rice, I would love to hear how you guys make it. And also like what else people make with coconut cream, because this is my favorite, but it's such a yummy, fun ingredient in so many dishes. That sounds so good. We've made a version of coconut rice, but ours was like super low key. We just subbed out instead of like doing four cups of water, we did like half and half coconut milk and water, which I thought that was like taking it up a notch, but I'm in love with this you're telling us about with the cream and add a little sugar and why not do some jasmine rice? It sounds amazing. It is amazing. And really, like you just said, you could make coconut rice with coconut milk. And I have seen recipes. I don't think it's as good. I have made coconut rice with coconut milk. This is the next level coconut rice that you will never go back from. So good. Sounds amazing. Hey, can I ask a clarifying question? So when you said that you need to be sure that you stir it a bit, do you mean like while it's cooking or just at the beginning when you first put the rice in? Because I know with rice, typically you put it in and then you don't touch it, right? I always stir my, if I'm going to mix all the ingredients before I've turned the heat on, you know, I'm stirring it there because I'm stirring in, especially because the coconut cream is kind of as you're stirring in all those big congealed pieces, you're kind of, you need to stir that up a little bit, maybe with a whisk or a fork. But then if I remember, and this is when I don't always remember to come back like after five minutes and just give it another quick stir so it doesn't get too crispy on the bottom, you certainly don't have to. I would say 75% of the time I forget and I come back and there's some brown bits on the bottom. And like I said, I don't care because I'm like, I'll eat that. I can skim off the stuff on the top and take the browned crispy bits for me. Sounds so good. So yummy. Okay. Well, Kelly is feeding us a recipe. I'm here to feed your soul this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well played. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) 
My awesome of the week this week is an app that I just discovered a few days ago, and I am loving it. It's called Hallow, like H-A-L-L-O-W. And this is one of those things, you guys, that popped up in my Instagram feed as an Instagram ad. I know we all complain about ads on social media, but (laughs) social media has my number. And all the too often, they're like, hey, tap, tap, tap on your shoulder. Uh, Don't you want this? (laughs) So (laughs) that's how I discovered Hallow. It is a Catholic meditation app, but I will say that I've gone all through it. And I think it's completely applicable for any Christian who's hoping to either begin or maybe even continue in a more contemplative approach to prayer. So somebody who's looking to practice a little bit of silence, thoughtful meditation. In fact, anybody who enjoys meditation apps like Calm, which is a very popular one, but you want more of like a spiritual focus, especially specifically a Christian spiritual focus, I think that you would really love Hallow. Anybody who loves or enjoys the Pray As You Go app, which I shared as my Awesome of the Week in January of 2017, back in episode 83, which is kind of that Ignatian spirituality where you take scripture or something, you kind of have a guided reflection on it. I think you would really love the Hallow app. So here's a few of my favorite features in this app. First of all, they have a whole series that's an intro to contemplative prayer or to like meditative, thoughtful prayer. It's a nine part series. So if you're like, that sounds fascinating, but I have no idea how to do that. Don't worry. They will teach it to you from the ground up, from the beginning. What I super love about it, you guys, is that for any of their prayers in this app, you can choose either a five, 10 or 15 minute version. So if you're like, I'm going crazy, I have no time to myself, but I can like lock myself in the bathroom for five minutes to pray. Which ask me how I know. Yeah, yeah, I was say, <laughs> been there, done that. You can do that if you have a little bit more time. You could totally go for the 15-minute version. So that's super helpful. But like I said, they've got a great intro series. They have also minute meditations. Like if you just need like a literal 60-minute timeout to kind of reorient your mind on something more calming or more spiritual, they have minute meditations. They have other challenges like the Our Father or the Lord's Prayer, where you go through and really dig deep into that specific prayer. One of my favorite things is they have a section that they call Praylists. Instead of Playlists, they call them (laughs) Praylists. Pretty (laughs) clever, huh? (laughs) And these are guided meditations by topic. So you pick a topic that you kind of are struggling with or you want to work on, like maybe letting go of something, practicing gratitude, choosing forgiveness. They even have one for making decisions. And it takes you through a series of prayers that you can use to focus on that. They have a daily prayer section that includes the gospel reading for the day, a rosary prayer for the day, an examine that you can pray through at the end of the day. And speaking of the end of the day, They have a whole section called sleep. So if you would just like to fall asleep with scripture being read to you, they have that. They have a section for resting with God, which again is just kind of this guided meditation that's focusing on God and rest. There's a liturgy of the hours, all of that. Plus they do have a function where there's like a built-in journal. So you can record any thoughts that come to mind as you're praying. I haven't used that. I'm more in my bullet journal, writing things down. They also have like a community aspect where you can kind of invite your friends and family to share prayer requests and kind of go through the things with you. Again, I have not used that part, but it is built in there. There's just so much crammed into this app. Now I will say that it does have a subscription 
cost to it. So you could either do, I think it's like $59 or $60 if you wanted to do it for the year, or the regular price is $8.99 a month, but they do give you three months of a free trial at the beginning. So if you wanted to check it out to see if this is something that would bring, you know, some spiritual growth to your life, some spiritual focus, if you just want to try it to get through the summer months ahead, you could totally do that and check it out. I think it's going to be one that I'm going to be using for a long time because it is so packed full of good things to kind of help you take some time in your day to reorient your spirit and your soul, even if you have to do it in the bathroom by yourself. (laughs) So anyway, that's the Hallow app and I have been super loving it. So that is awesome for me this week. So yeah, those are our awesomes of the week. So as always, I will put links into the show notes for everybody to go check these out. And of course, we want to know what is awesome in your life as well. Don't forget every Friday, we ask you about this over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. We have a Friday Awesome of the Week thread over there. We also have one every Friday in the Sorta Awesome Hangout group, plus tons and tons of other helpful conversations throughout the week. So if you haven't joined us on Facebook in the Hangout, we've had so many people just in the past few weeks, so many awesomes who have maybe listened to the show for a long time, but have never taken the plunge to join us in the Hangout group. And So many awesomes who are brand new who are coming over to join us over there. So if you haven't, we'd love to have you. Facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Okay, awesomes, you know, I am always talking about how much we and my family love our Bombas. That's probably because Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They've literally rethought every detail of the socks that we wear to make them way more comfortable. Someone in this house is wearing a pair of Bombas every day because they are super comfy and they hold up to wash after wash after wash. But these socks do more than keep feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community because for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off of your first purchase at bombas.com slash awesome. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash awesome for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash awesome. Okay, awesomes, like lots of you, one of my very favorite breakfasts when I was a kid was just good old-fashioned breakfast cereal. But when I realized just how filled with sugar and other things traditional breakfast cereal can be, I of course decided it was time to be an adult and cut back. And I also kind of stopped buying it for my kids. Well, you can imagine how delighted we all were when we discovered Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is a keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free breakfast cereal that tastes incredible. It has zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, so much protein for cereal, and there's only three net grams of carbs in each serving. We've all been craving comfort food lately, so I just ordered another variety pack of Magic Spoon for myself and my kids. We got the cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, and the blueberry. My kids came up with a great combination this time. They loved mixing the cocoa and the frosted together. I have to admit, I admire their ingenuity when it comes to Magic Spoon. So you guys, go to magicspoon.com slash awesome to grab a variety pack 
can try it today. And be sure to use our promo code AWESOME at checkout and you'll get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their cereal. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash awesome and use code AWESOME for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for supporting Sorta Awesome. All right, like I said at the top of the show, this week, we're just being really honest about the fact that, yes, life under quarantine has been filled with thorns. It's been a little prickly. It's been difficult in many ways, but also some new things have maybe come into our lives, some things that we're appreciating. We're stopping to smell the roses, you guys, like every single <laughs> every single idiom and phrase or anything that I know that has to do with roses is like flooding my mind right now. I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> try not to be that person. This is going to really bloom. Yep, exactly. Okay, we thought we would share some of the roses, some of the good things, some of the unexpected surprises that have happened to us in our lives, in our own personal lives, in the lives of our family, whatever, since quarantine began. So Rebecca, I would love for you to kind of kick us off with some of the good stuff that you have discovered in the past few weeks. Okay, so the first rose for me is I feel like I am doing so much better about food waste in my house. I am hyper aware of what food we have, what could potentially be rotting in the vegetable drawer. (laughs) And I feel like I'm doing just a much better job at that. I think food waste in general is a pretty epic problem for Americans. I think it's a really Mm -hmm. privileged problem that we have. And I certainly have been annoyed and upset with myself for like buying a bag of lettuce, letting it sit and rot, and then a couple weeks later, throwing away the bag of lettuce. (laughs) Without even opening it, right? That's like the worst where you're like, well, the slime is contained, but I feel extra guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I should just go to the grocery store and just like throw some cash and say, Okay, here, you just have this. You don't even need to give me the food because I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to let it sit there and then go throw it away. <sighs> but I've been doing better because like, you know, grocery shopping these days has this whole new level of stress to it. Actually going to the store, being able to find the things that you want. So I am doing such a better job about that. I am making sure that we're actually eating all of our leftovers instead of, you know, letting the last serving just kind of, eh, nobody wants to eat this and just, you know, tossing it to the wayside. Like we're being more intentional about actually eating all of our food. Oh my word. That's such like a privileged American thing to say. (laughs) No, but I totally get it. I get so frustrated too. The vegetables are a huge culprit for us, but also the leftovers for sure. As I'm, you know, each week when I, we get groceries, I do try to do a quick clean out and I'll find something way on the back of a bottom shelf. And I'm like, when did we even have this? It's unrecognizable. I don't even know what it is anymore. And just getting so frustrated because I agree it is a privileged problem, but I relate so much. So I'm like in awe because I will tell you, we have not gotten any better. Oh, no. <laughs> During quarantine, I'm so inspired to hear that you have, though, over there in the Hoffer household. If I'm completely honest, food has been like a source of stress for me and anxiety a little bit. I've chilled out, but at the beginning, I was like not in a great place when it came to food. And so I think I started out like hyper aware. I since have relaxed some. I even just yesterday, I threw away a moldy green pepper 
I purchased it. I let it sit. I let it get moldy and I just threw it away. (laughs) So I have relaxed some, but I certainly am still like doing better. You know, I'm more intentional about when I bring food home from the grocery store, planning for meals that I use a lot of fresh ingredients right away for. And then, you know, the ones that are more shelf stable, using those later down the line. And I have found myself getting like more creative with meatballs. So (laughs) I have a meatball recipe to share because as some areas, I don't know if you guys are experiencing this where you are, but you can't always find the meat that you want. But finding meatballs seems to be always available when I look for them. So a friend of mine shared a recipe on Instagram that I took a screenshot of for Swedish meatballs. And it was so good. Oh, my word. It was so good. I served it over like curly egg noodle and I roasted some broccoli and it was so delicious. So it has cream of mushroom soup in it. I don't always like using cream of soups, but, you know, once in a while is not that big a deal. Some beef broth, onion soup mix. And then it also has sour cream in it. But I think the thing that makes it like so good that gives it that like extra punch to it is it calls for two tablespoons of A1 steak sauce. And I think it just like ups the ante a little bit in that flavor profile. It's delicious. So I'll have the actual recipe in the show notes, the full recipe for you. But, you know, I made those Swedish meatballs. I made the grape jelly and chili sauce meatballs that is like at every like church potluck, (laughs) you know. But I just feel like things with food, I've been like better. I've been a more responsible person. I love that. That is so important. It really is. And you even use the word intentional. And I do think that is a huge disconnect for me is I just like do not have an intentional approach to the fridge or the pantry until I do like a huge clean out. And then I'll be like really intentional for like three days. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You see the havoc that you've wreaked and you're like, Rebecca, you are better than this. Come on, do better, be better. Well, Americans are eating at home, though, more. I don't think this is a across the board statistic, but they said that in general, Americans eat out or spend their food budget. 40% goes to eating out. And now we can't eat out as much. So people, in fact, some of the local food companies here in Minneapolis have said that they've seen almost a direct increase in their products in the grocery stores. So grocery stores are really, as we've seen, they're selling out. So people, all of a sudden, we have no choice but to cook more at home. And so then that makes us more intentional and thoughtful about what we have. And so I agree, Rebecca. I think that's one of the really good things. Not only like the bread craze and the sourdough and all of the things that people are doing because we're like, I'm kind of bored. Why not try now? But just being more intentional about our food and not wasting so much, that's a really good thing. So another rose for me, I hesitate to say this one because some people and maybe the two of you might (laughs) 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 might want to shake me a little bit. But I feel like my kids are getting along better. (laughs) I might want to shake you a little bit. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Well, there certainly are moments where they are bickering. But I think something about my... Okay, also, in full disclosure, they're playing outside a lot more. So if there is more bickering happening, it might just be out of earshot. That would also be a rose for me, is that my children are outside. But I also feel like my kids, when they would come home from school, they were like zapped out. They didn't have as much energy. They were like tired of being good all day and behaving Mm -hmm. all day. And they just lacked a level of patience for each other. And now since being home, I think that there's just more that they have to give each other. They're not as depleted as they were before. 
So I do feel like my kids are getting along better. Not always. Certainly. I'm sure there's bickering happening outside. But I feel like in general, they're getting along better. And I want to give a little shout out to something that Kelly had mentioned in a previous episode for last year's top 10 episode for the picks for summer. Kelly mentioned this big nest swing. What's it called? I forgot mm-hmm. to look. Yeah, it no, up. I think that is what it's called, like a nest swing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's so like it's a like, big circle. Yes. It's like a big circle canvas that you can like lay in. And I got one for my kids last year. Kelly is like one of the best things that I have purchased for my kids. They are on that thing all the time. Every single time I check on the kids and look outside, one, if not all three of them are on the swing. It's incredible. I mean, that swing alone is like an awesome a rose of this time for me, I would say for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. That's what do so they do in hear. it? Do they swing or they just kind of sit in it even? I feel like it's got so many uses more than a regular, you know, like a little slat swing. They lay down in it together and swing. They sit on it and swing. They stand on it. They pile all on top of each other. And like one of them will be standing and the other two will be laying. They push each other in it. I don't know. I don't know. They get hit by it occasionally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they are just really loving it. And so I'm super thankful that we got it. It was worth the investment, especially for a time like this. Right, exactly. We actually just sold our backyard swing set because our kids are older. But that was one thing that we were like, When I threw it up on Facebook Messenger, and of course it sold like in eight hours because everybody's looking for things to put in their backyard for their kids. I was like, swing not included. (laughs) So we're just putting it up on a new structure that we're building or in a tree because even though our kids are older, not playing on swing sets, they are playing on that swing. It's really incredible. Highly recommend. We'll have a link in the show notes to it. For sure. For sure. Okay, awesomes, picture this. You're at home finishing a glass of wine, and just as you're about to pour another, it happens. The realization that you're all out and there is no backup bottle. I call that novenophobia, the fear of running out of wine. Thanks to First Leaf, I get personalized boxes of wine shipped right to my door. Kyla and I love to pour a glass while we are cooking in the evenings. And with First Leaf, we know we're going to try bottles that we never would have picked up at the store, and they never disappoint. Now, here's how you can get incredible wine without leaving the comfort of your home. You start by taking a quick quiz to assess your wine drinking preferences. Then First Leaf will send six expertly picked bottles of wine based on your answers. And here's the cool part. First Leaf uses your ratings and feedback to refine your future shipments. Just give each bottle a thumbs up or thumbs down online and First Leaf is going to take care of the rest. You can also choose what types of wine you want in your next box. First Leaf updates their inventory every month. So we always have something new to try. And I love that there's always a variety of wines that are both domestic and from places far away. So we've always got a few California reds that we love. And I'm still dreaming about the Argentinian Malbec Rancho Campo that they sent us last fall. One of my favorite Malbecs ever. Firstly, subscriptions are super flexible. I can choose when and how often I get shipments. And Firstly has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you receive a bottle that you aren't into, Firstly is going to cover the cost. So awesome. Sign up today to get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. That is six bottles of wine for only $29.95 at tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. Okay, friends, one thing that is bringing a lot more awesome to my days these days is listening to really great audiobooks and podcasts. And one of my 
favorite things to do while I'm listening to those is spending time with my new favorite pastime, and that is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a game that is so much fun to pass the time while it is engaging your brain. The thing I love about it the most is that it's a totally casual game. It's not stressful. You can spend as much time or as little time as you want, and the puzzles in Best Fiends are so fun and so challenging that it always keeps me coming back for more. And you don't even have to have the internet to play, so you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data while you're playing. I even find myself popping into Best Fiends in the middle of the night when I'm up nursing Nico. Those cute little bugs are always up for keeping me company, no matter how late it is. So awesomes, you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. You can download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Okay, Kelly, how about you? How are things in the Gordon household? How are things for you as a person that have been unexpected roses that you've discovered in the past few weeks? So here is, I'm going to actually harken back to what Rebecca just said. This is kind of one of those roses that I think is a little bit of a double-edged sword. You know, she's saying her kids are getting along. I would say my biggest rose is actually I'm enjoying being involved more in my kids' education. I recognize that you know, there's a lot of us who are like, really? I am and I'm not, you know, like it's a lot. But at the same time, what I'm liking about it is that I'm getting to really see what they're learning. My kids are a little bit older, so there's not as much hands-on stuff for them. And so I'm talking mostly here about my middle schooler, my high schooler. My elementary student still just doesn't have a ton of work. He doesn't need me. Like I'm just kind of following up to make sure he does what he's supposed to do, but it's pretty online. It's hands-off. But especially for the middle schooler, when she doesn't understand something, I'm the one who is her teacher now, right? So I'm like, okay, you don't understand this algebra. I'm going to watch the video that the teacher made with you so that I can understand it so that I can help you with it. So it has actually been kind of fun in bonding with my kids. Even my high schooler who's doing biology, he was doing RNA and DNA. I mean, stuff that I hadn't thought about in years. So again, he's like, I don't even know what they're talking about here didn't have the patience. So now I've become the teacher. I have to watch the videos. I watch YouTube so that I can explain it to him so that he can understand it. And I have actually really enjoyed that. I think there's just that part of teaching that I have enjoyed and I can make it fun for my kids. It's that one-on-one. I wouldn't want to be a teacher again in a classroom where you're trying to take a concept and put it out there to, you know, all these different kids at different abilities and different spaces in their life. But I know my kids and so I know how to communicate these things. And I know how to motivate them. And so even though it's a ton of work, I have really enjoyed being more involved. And I don't really know outside of doing this, you know, so often they would come home and I'd say, what are you learning? Like, I'm curious. And they're like, I don't know, mom. So, mm-hmm. you know, like they get to that age and they don't want to talk about it anymore. The teachers, rightfully so, aren't sharing as much with the parents. Like they want the kids to be the oh, ones sure. who are really owning it. So that has been kind of fun. It feels like we have a different level of doing things. The only kind of bad thing about it, but it's sweet too, is that especially Taylor at the middle schooler, yesterday she came in and she's like, mom, I have math homework. Aren't you going to do it with me? And I was like, no, can't you do it by yourself? She's like, well, I thought that's what we do though now. Like you sit down and like, you know, read the problem to me out loud while I'm reading it. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Is that what we do now? (laughs) And she said that she can't read her Minnesota history is what she's reading for social studies this year. She told my husband that she cannot read it, 
that I read it to her because I do dramatic readings. And so she told my husband uh-huh. when he's like, read that chapter. And she's like, no, mom reads it to me. So I don't know, maybe I'm creating a monster. <laughs> but at the same time, I have enjoyed that extra peek, I think, into my kids' world, especially as they get older and there's more of separation and you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're learning. Hey, now I do. And they love it when I like turn the radio on and I'm like, look, RNA in the vaccine. Connor, it's, and he's like, oh, mom, please stop. You know, I'm like I can make all <laughs> know, of your I'm stuff so practical. Like- Isn't this great? They love it. <laughs> You're loving it. Some of your kids, maybe not <laughs> we'll, so we'll do a follow-up episode <laughs> with their roses. Likewise, yeah. <laughs> we probably would not be schooling with mom. <laughs> Likewise, I would say a rose for me has been the fact that we have that puppy, Cassie Bell. Yes. That we are having so much time with her. And as Austin's know, we planned on getting a puppy this spring. It wasn't because of the pandemic. And as we have her now, and I think, man, how would we have done this all going to work in this school? You know, that was mm-hmm. what we just thought we would do. And Natalie works a little bit of a different schedule. So she wouldn't have been alone in a kennel for, you know, eight hours a day, but she would have been alone in a kennel for some hours a day. And now she is not alone in a kennel at all. You know, even if she's in the kennel, she's like in the midst of the people. So I am really enjoying the time with her. It's good socialization. I'm glad that we have her right now when we're stuck at home. Not only is it giving us lots of time with her for all those good things, but it's a good distraction for us, as I said, when I made her my awesome of the week. It's just a really wonderful thing. It's like kismet of being at home and having a puppy. Do you think that's true for you too, Meg? Like with your little guys? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Our little new ones are constantly being entertained and entertaining us. And I also have thought the same thing, like, oh my gosh, this truly was the perfect time because we just are here and we can focus so much attention on them. So yeah, yeah, totally agree. And then the last one is, I would not have thought I would feel the relief that I feel from having almost zero obligations outside of the house. I do miss people. I'm an extrovert. I miss getting together with coffee. I even just miss running to Trader Joe's without a mask and talking and smiling. And, you know, even the things that we often enjoy about getting out of the house that we still go do, it's a different tenor there now. You know, that people are often stressed or sometimes grumpy. And so you have to work harder to do everything, I think, even to convey happiness. But not having even like church and all the things that come with the end of the school year, all this stuff, It's just all gone and you can't do it for the most part, even if you wanted to. And man, it has been so nice to have virtually nothing that has to get done outside of what I say has to get done. No one else is coming to me and saying, you need to go do this. You need to be here for this. Or even, you know, you've committed to do this. All those commitments have vanished. And so it has been a really wonderful time of rest. And in fact, I wonder how you guys feel because I have talked to a few friends and I have seen some people mention in the hangout that even my extrovert friends are saying it's funny now having been, you know, under stay at home orders for maybe weeks or months that now I go out and I have like one interaction with a family or one activity that I have to go do. I might drive by for a birthday or for a graduation and I'm exhausted. We used to be like one thing was not a big deal at all, but now it's almost like our whole system has calmed down a little bit. Even though we're dealing with the stress, it looks more calm. We're, we're dealing with a lot internally. We just don't have as much output. So I've just really enjoyed having a 
empty calendar. Every week that I pull up my calendar to kind of look at what's coming, you know, there's things I can delete because they were put on there. There all the stuff at the end of the school year or commitments. And I'm like, nope, delete, 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 delete. And then I write down my to-do list and all the things on my to-do list are basically my kids having to be at work. There's nothing else there. And that has been really kind of nice. I get it. I do. Even as an extrovert. And Rebecca, I wonder if you could relate too. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And just today, I was even thinking back, like there were times before where I felt like maybe my weekend or just like my whole Saturday kind of got hijacked by somebody else's plans for us. Yeah. Where they might want to just suddenly drop in or invite us to go do something. And suddenly this like vision of what I had for our plans changed. And it wasn't always that I didn't want to go do this thing that they invited me to because sometimes I really did. But then that still like changed. Sometimes I didn't really want to, but I didn't really have a good reason not to and felt like it was rude not to, you know, so like there's like none of that. There's just none of that. There's really like, I don't know, like the obligations being gone is really nice. I do. I relate to that. Speaking of feeling like things get hijacked, I will say that probably one of my biggest roses that I realized right away was not having my daily (laughs) commute of drop off and pick up from school because I did feel like that that was taking, it was kind of hijacking my day, especially I do think because as an Enneagram 9, something that we struggle with is inertia. And so for me to like transition really quickly between activities takes I feel like a lot of energy. And so to have these huge chunks of time that were going in my day, just kind of, I never really had found my groove through this whole school year. And then to not have it, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I am behind on a lot of things like listening to podcasts or using Fox or things that I did do in the car. I am definitely running behind on, but still the trade-off has been fantastic. So that's been a huge rose for me. I would say that another one is really getting to have some good bonding time with my older girls. So Daisy, our oldest is 15. She's just finished her freshman year. AJ is 12 and just finished sixth grade. And because of the puppies, we've been all kind of alternating sleeping downstairs because those little Boston Terriers bladders (laughs) do not make it through the night yet, (laughs) which that's kind of a thorn, but they're cute. So it's totally worth it. Anyway, since we've been kind of camping out in the living room for a little while, my girls and I, we've each picked different shows that we could watch together. So Daisy and I watched that Making the Cut with Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum on Prime. AJ and I watched Lock and Key on Netflix. So we've been picking different series and just watching them together in like no phones, no TikTok in the background, Hmm. just really, really watching movies and TV shows together, which has been really fun. We never do that during the school year, ever, ever, ever. And we really don't do it during the summer that I can think of. So that's been great. But speaking of TikTok, another thing we've been bonding over, even though I think my girls are so over it, is that Kyle and I both have gotten so into watching TikToks. We have been loving it. And of course, we are always bringing up (laughs) different TikToks or sending them to our girls and stuff. I don't know how much they're loving it, but we've been having fun. Yeah. And it's been a huge bonding thing with them too. (laughs) No, TikToks are saving me. They're saving me during the pandemic because it's like the newest. So then it's the most pure part of social media, you know, where you just want to be like goofy and funny. It's so goofy, so fun. Thank you, Rebecca, for twisting my arm through your gentle, (laughs) enthusiastic encouragement of it. You have changed our literal family life over here. (laughs) 
with your TikTok enthusiasm. Well, my family life is also being changed. And just the other day, because my husband, oh my word, he, <laughs> okay, has anybody gotten like a TikTok song or sound like stuck in their head? I mean, oh, totally. of course. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's happening to all of us, right? So my yes. husband, he keeps walking around the house <laughs> saying, Carol Baskin. Uh, yes. I have to scold him a little bit because I was like, Nate, okay, so like our kids are really young. So if our kids go out in public and repeat this, people are A, going to think that they watch TikTok, which is very inappropriate for the age of my children, or B, that they know who Carol Baskin is and that they've watched Tiger King, which is also highly inappropriate for our age of children. I was like, Nate, like they are going to repeat you. You can't just keep saying Carol Baskin like every five minutes. You just can't. And he just looks at me and says, Rebecca. Who are they going to see? Where are we going? <laughs> That's They're true. not going anywhere. <laughs> They're not going yeah. anywhere. Okay, so I can't get that song. Somebody go get her. <laughs> so I will find myself singing that as I'm making dinner. And so now my 10-year-old sings it with me. Somebody go get her. And he's like, I try to just sing it like she's dancing like a creeper. Like maybe he doesn't know what we're saying. Because, you know, most of the TikToks that he's seen are like a squirrel. You know, like it's not inappropriate. It's a funny, but yes, that's problematic. That's the number one song I get stuck in my head. Is Mm -hmm. that somebody come get her song. Number one. (laughs) Mine is interior crocodile alligator. (laughs) Chevrolet movie theater. I don't know that one. And my girls are so sick of it. I'll be like, literally, I'll open the pantry. I'll just be like, interior crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. That's the most horrible thing about the TikTok songs is that they do become that earworm. So, you know, like I'm making a to-do list and I'm like, somebody go get her. (laughs) And my kids all know what I'm doing. Lately, I keep having this song, that's my type. Like, I don't even know how to do it, but it keeps like repeating. Yeah, that's my type. (laughs) My husband walks in the door and I'm thinking, yeah, that's my time. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca Hoffer's life in TikToks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, that particular TikTok was a whole thing in our Sort of Awesome Plus series because I thought that instead of saying that's my type, (laughs) I thought the song (laughs) said that's, (laughs) it doesn't make sense, that it said that's Mike tight. Why do all these guys have the same name? How could they all possibly be Mike? (laughs) I thought Mike Tight was some kind of TikTok meme. Not everything makes sense on TikTok, including interior crocodile alligator. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And so I just thought it was another thing that didn't make sense until I saw somebody's hashtag that was like my type. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And so... We had this whole discussion on Sword Awesome Plus when I was telling Kyle about this. It's so stupid. It doesn't make sense. One of many misunderstood song lyrics. Anyway, I think it's safe to say. But Joy, a definite rose. Talk in general. Yeah. It's been a rose. Yeah. Of quarantine. And we apologize to everybody who does not watch TikTok and is literally thinking to themselves for the last 10 minutes, are they still speaking English? What in the world <laughs> are they talking I have been saving for you guys, awesomes. I've been saving an, on TikTok. I'm curating TikToks to share on social media so that you can, if you're not going to get on TikTok, which that's fine, you can at least enjoy and appreciate some of the ones that we are loving. So don't you worry. We'll bring the TikTok to you. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
But speaking of sort of awesome plus, that's my last throne. What's a throne? <laughs> that is my last rose. The rose thorn. The, yeah. <laughs> of this quarantine season, being able to start this new series for our patrons. Our superstars are so awesome. And for so long, I've been wanting to do something fun with them and do something new, creatively speaking. So genuinely speaking, having time to do Sort of Awesome Plus and Kyle having time to do all the production on it. I haven't done anything production-wise. I literally just sit down, we record and I walk away and he takes care of everything else. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't even know how to live this life of not doing production on the back end. So it's been really fun too. Friends, we all know that life is full of tough choices and trade-offs. Your beauty routine, what you put on your body every day, should not be one of them. Given what's going on in the world, why not focus on your skin and health? True Botanicals products can be calming during these stressful times, and they're all delivered straight to your door. True Botanicals is filled with natural and organic ingredients. These skin and body products give you results without toxins so you can feel good while you're working from home. True Botanicals uses both the latest scientific advances and centuries-old botanical extracts to create an all-natural formula for their products, like their hydrating face cleanser, face oil for aging skin, their nutrient face mask. All of these are perfect for your at-home self-care routine. In fact, the other night, my girls and I decided to have a little at-home spa night, and we used True Botanicals Pacific Glacial Clay Detoxifying Mask. Now, I have to admit, I normally hate clay masks. I think they're a little grainy and I don't know. I've just never really liked them. But this one from True Botanical, the Pacific Glacial Clay, I don't know. It goes on so incredibly smooth and it was amazingly gentle for our skin, both for my skin that's a little more mature and my girl's young and youthful skin. Every True Botanicals formula is made safe certified. That means it's made without 5,000 plus of known toxic ingredients. So whether you're looking for an effective anti-aging regime, you're seeking a sensitive skin safe solution, maybe you're battling pregnancy hormones or you're struggling with acne prone skin, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. You've got to try True Botanicals for yourself. You can get 15% off of your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash awesome. So again, get 15% off of your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash awesome. That's truebotanicals.com slash awesome. Okay. We got a little off track. So what? Uh, I want to make sure that we have time. I know, right? Who can believe it? I want to make sure we do have time to talk about some of our thorns because we do want to stay realistic with you guys. It hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns for any of us, for sure. So, Rebecca, what have some of your thorns been? Okay, well, I have one more serious one, but I'm first going to start out with some rapid fire, like more lighthearted ones. Okay. I would say that today, trying to explain to one of my children why seven eighths is bigger than three fifths was definitely a thorn. (laughs) Gosh, yes. Fractions are a major thorn. I'm listening to Kelly say that this is a rose for her and like literally... Earlier today, I sent a gift to one of my girlfriends of like banging head emoji or a gif. And I was like, literal footage of me trying to explain fractions today. Yes. So awful. So sitting down to work and being interrupted by my three children and my husband, that's been a thorn. Missing Zoom meetings because there's like so many Zoom meetings and they never happen at the same time. And they're all so random all throughout the day. And like, also, it's like the one thing I have to remember how am I possibly missing it? I don't know, but I am. Another one being that like everybody's bragging about not wearing pants. And I have lost 
my favorite pair of leggings in the middle of quarantine. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in my house. Where did they go? I don't know. And I keep trying to buy this like jumpsuit off of Target that everybody is raving about. And it's constantly sold out. So like I'm wearing pants, guys. I'm wearing pants. (laughs) I think I'm doing the quarantine wrong. But I'm wearing pants. My husband, however, is not, which is also a bit of a storm because I really wish that he would be. <laughs> oh, there's a whole potential side topic over there, but we'll just keep it moving. We'll just keep it moving down the road here. On Mother's Day, he woke me up. Like he came in, he said, good morning. He was making breakfast for me downstairs and I'm laying in bed and he says, I got dressed for you. Do you like it? <laughs> It's true. He was wearing like real clothes. It was really nice. But I would have to say that the biggest thorn for me right now has been just like how nasty things are getting on Facebook and even like, ah, it's just like people are debating and bickering so much. And it just really brings me down. I just hate seeing not just like, like there's like a healthy way to debate people, but there's just like a nastiness behind everything. I think everybody's just like so stressed out and they're so passionate from their perspective. And this entire quarantine and like being shut down and everything is such a nuanced thing. There's so many different layers to it. And you can't just like look at one layer and be like, well, you can't look through it through one lens and be like, well, this is the answer. This is clearly how you should do it because it's just impossible. It's so complex and complicated. But on Facebook, it seems like people just put on one lens and then they just like are nasty about it. And I'm seeing it from people that I respect. And it's just so disappointing. I mean, debates about whether or not to wear masks and even like spreading false news links on Facebook. And like before I was kind of like, well, false news. Like what? Okay, what like what is that? And then somebody shared an interview of Dr. Fauci. It was a YouTube video with the headline that says, Dr. Fauci now says not to wear masks. And this lady posted it and was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I can't stand wearing these masks. Well, the video was published on YouTube in like early May, but it was video footage that was shot in (laughs) early March. Mm-hmm. And multiple people commented and said, well, this isn't factual. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't just mm-hmm. recently change his mind here in May. Like, this is the literal definition of false news. Like, mm-hmm. this is false news. And, like, she didn't take it down. And people mm-hmm. are still commenting, oh, thank goodness, I can't stand these masks. And I'm like, guys, this is a problem. <laughs> uh, I know. I just it's hate exhausting. it. I just, it. Yes, it is exhausting. And I feel like sometimes I'm just trying to do the right thing. And mm-hmm. I'm tired of feeling bad for trying to do the right thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know, like, when to stick your neck out, especially, like, on social media. Because now these conversations aren't happening in real life, like, face-to-face, because we're not getting face-to-face. <laughs> so it's hard to know when to, like, stick your neck out and say something and be like, well, this is, like, maybe reasonable. Like, have you considered this? Because then you're going to get into these arguments that are just like, I have said it already, but I'll just say it again. They just get nasty. And I just hate seeing humanity like that. Yeah, I get it. I totally do. I do think you're right. I think everyone is just, we're all maxed out in the stress department and have like no grace and no compassion for anybody. So, and it shows up big time on social media for sure. But not for Kelly, because she unfollowed everyone. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm feeling so much of that pain, but I am really glad 
not to be on Facebook because my head was exploding multiple times a day and it hurt. So yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. And of course, in my job, like I took a phone call this morning from a listener who was like, you know, you media are part of the problem. This isn't even an issue. They're inflating the death rates, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was a little bit of a mood this morning. So I was a little bit arguing with him. I was like, look, sir, not quite like that, but still like you just can't convince people it doesn't work well. So I feel you. And as someone who's very optimistic in by nature, Rebecca, that whole like having to come to terms with how mean everybody is all the time, people that I respect. I'm just like, oh, this is really bumming me out, man. Like, yes. I mean, yep. <laughs> I just wish I didn't know that yep. you were actually such a jerk. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. Like, I literally, <laughs> this is going to sound so terrible. I literally took a screenshot of something that somebody posted and sent it to one of my girlfriends. I was like, no, not them too. Oh, <laughs> we just lost another one to the crazy. Oh, yeah. It's true. I know. And it's not even like, oh, you're crazy because you think something. It's like, it's the way that people talk about it. Yes. It's the tone. It's It's the the tone. tone. Yeah. I love to have good conversations. We have awesome conversations every day on our show. Not everyone agrees. There's like, yes, let's talk about how the science develops. Let's talk about all sorts of different smart people that can look at this situation and say, let's solve it this way or let's try this. That's not it. It's the tone. It's the mean tone. It's dismissive. It's cutting. It's not okay. Yeah. And it is exhausting questions. Let's educate ourselves. Let's try to understand each other. But yes, Mm -hmm. that tone is just so disappointing. Yep. Yep. I get it. I get it. Okay, Kelly, thorns for you during this time. Well, I think it's just so much work. It's just so much work. And women are bearing the brunt of it because just to the way it's going, because since we are often the ones who do things at home and we're often the ones who take care of the kids. If you are already now stuck at your home with everybody and your kids suddenly need you to help them school and you have another kind of job, now you are doing three jobs full time. I listened to a pantsuit politics over the weekend and they said, I think trying to keep up the faux normalcy is burning us out. Oh, man. And I was like, mic drop, man. Yeah, we've said this before in the podcast, because this isn't a war. No one's dropping bombs on us. You know, we're like, well. I'm just at home. Like It should be fine. And we'll just keep going through the motions. We'll just do soccer practice on Zoom. We'll go ahead and take that lesson. You know, we'll go to the church Zoom gathering on Friday night and we'll, you know, this isn't normal. And so trying to keep up and act like it mostly is, especially maybe with the obligations or things that we think we should be doing is just flat out burning us out. And so I think that coupled with the reality that this isn't ending anytime soon. That was something else that they said very clearly. And of course, because I do this all day, every day for my job, I've known this, but it's just sometimes when someone says it flat out, they said, you know, this year, the whole year, calendar year, 2020, very possibly 2021, not normal. We're not going back to normal. This is a long, slow burn. You have to be prepared for constant changes, uncertainty. They said, I think at one point, so many people are just being like, Let's just take all of these things and do them in August or November. And they're like, you can, but if you're going to hold it, like maybe it's not probably going to happen in August or November. Like it's just, we need to kind of have a little bit of a come to Jesus with ourselves, I think, at least for me, to say, you need to be able to hold it loosely and know that what is going to be normal is constant change and adaptation. That's exhausting too. So I feel like those are the big thorns is just kind of wrestling through, even though there's so many things that I think I'm going to look back at this period and say, wow, I really learned this about my kids, about my family, 
we may function completely differently on the other side of this. The other side of this is not coming quickly. Yeah. And that's really hard to wrap our brains around for sure. Yeah, it is. And I don't expect everybody to be like, oh, well, good. Thanks for telling me, Kelly. Now I'm fine. You know, like I say this to myself (laughs) every day and I still don't get it, you know? Yeah. It's like a process of acceptance, but you know, I just think that's a hard thing to constantly be faced with. It is. I think too, that's why like the practice of like mindfulness and meditation has been truly saving my life so much is because we don't have anything to like grab onto. Mm -hmm. There's no certainty, but I can remind myself to get back into my body, into my brain in this moment and just try to be fully in the moment. That is really hard for me. So that's been speaking to me a lot. I think that's why the Hello app has been right. so good for me. So what's your thorn, Meg? My minor one is the opposite of Rebecca's rose. My kids are bickering so much. Even the twins, the twins play fight. Okay. So they're seven-year-old boys. So there is a lot, a lot, a lot of like wrestling and loudness. And thank goodness the weather is nice and they can go outside so much more. But the girls are real bickering. <laughs> not pretend. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, not pretend. And it's not fun and they're not playing around. As a nine, an Enneagram nine, who just wants everyone to just be at peace so I can have some peace. (laughs) It's a big thorn. But I think, you know, speaking of that, I think the biggest thorn for me, I'm totally agreeing with the things that you guys have said. I think mine is also just, I have no margin. I have no alone time. It is from the time I wake up until I crash into bed at night, just like, there's just people and animals and things that are just like, uh, it's just everywhere. So I found myself doing something that I haven't done for a long time, probably since like back when Daisy was a new baby and I was adjusting to motherhood for the first time, especially when, you know, she was like a toddler and life was getting a little bit more exhausting than it had been. I'm finding myself staying up way too late at night. And I, I'm a person who needs a lot of sleep, but just after the kids are in bed and the house is quiet and the puppies are in their crates, and Nico's asleep. I just find myself staying up late, just like trying to have a little bit of downtime, just reading trash on the internet, not political trash, just like dumb racy trash, (laughs) racy trash, (laughs) watching TikToks, just like, oh my gosh, I have zero margin right now. And it's really bumming me out, which again, I know is a privileged place to be able to say that this is one of the biggest thorns for me, but that is just the truth of where we are right now. So anyway, trying to adapt to all that. Okay. We are like so out of time, but I was going to see if each of you will share and I'll share one thing from the awesomes that we loved because we had a big thread in the hangout group, people sharing their silver linings. And I'm going to take some of the others that were on that thread and share them on social media throughout the week, because there've been some really good, encouraging things. But Rebecca, I know that you had gone through the thread. What was something that stood out to you from one of our awesomes, which by the way, our awesome Willow in the Hangout group, we have to give her producer credit on this episode because she started this thread and we were like, this would be a good show topic. So on that thread that Willow started, Rebecca, what was something that stood out to you? Well, I really love what Wendy said. She said, I love to imagine my grandmother when she was my age and find Lots of beauty in the fact that some of the things I do every day are the same things that she did 60 years ago. Sweeping, chopping onions, fluffing pillows, calming children, digging in the dirt, sitting with a good book, wiping tears. Seems like these days we're back to the basics and it's grounding for me. I just love that perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so good. Kelly, was there anything that stood out to you? Yeah, Sarah Moore said not having to rush anyone out the door. 
And I thought, oh my word, yes. Not having to rush anyone to bed either because they have to get up at dark 30. And also I didn't even think about it till I read Sarah's comment, but I have not packed a school lunch since the beginning of March. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Like it's these things that get taken away that we don't think about then. But the other day it hit me like that is a thing that it just, you know, had to be done every day. And it was just repetitive. And certainly by the time we got to me, I was so done. So not having to rush anybody anywhere right now because we have nowhere to go is a little bit of a blessing. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm going to say even Willow in her post that started the whole thread, she made a really good point. First of all, she talked about not having as much FOMO, fear of missing out because we're all missing out on all kinds of things. There's no missing. But she just talked about like enjoying the simple pleasures, like puttering around her house, shopping her own things, which I've been doing this a ton too. Like, oh my gosh, what do I have in this closet? Kind of not necessarily doing a big closet clean out, but just like being reminded of things that we have here. We don't have to go out and get more and do more and bring more into our houses because we already have a lot of stuff. She's said, talked about, you know, trying new recipes, just basically kind of rediscovering some of the simple pleasures at home. Willow had talked about, and I definitely identify with that, even though I have no margin (laughs) to really dig into some of the stuff I'd like to do. At the beginning of this, I bought a hand lettering book. I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to have pretty handwriting. I haven't done a single page of the workbook yet. But, you know, just enjoying the simple things has really, really been powerful in the midst of all of this. So, you guys, these were roses and thorns for us. Like I said, I'm going to share a ton more from the awesomes, but we want to hear from you too on social media. What has been some of the silver lining to this time for you and what's some of the things that you're struggling with? So, Rebecca, if we want to find you all around the web, where can we find you? You can find my blog at simplyrebecca.com. And then you can find me all around the internet at simplyrebecca. All right, Kelly, how about you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Gordon MN. Okay, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening. I wanted to tell you a quick programming note. We're going to be off next week. So take some time to catch up on all of the sort of awesome that you haven't gotten to and the other things that you need to get to in life as well. So we'll be off next week and then we'll be back in June. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sort of Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.